Rogues, grab a seat and pour your drink neat as Whiskers and Whiskies presents Tales of the Trophies, the SEC's greatest rivalry. It's Mike. I'm back with EJ. How's it going, Bob? Thanks for uh, thanks for finding some uh, some suckers to fill in for me last week. <laughs> yes, I, every time I always like try to do the you know the intro there. It's just my my voice isn't raspy enough. You know, I, I start there and then I'm like you know I sound like <laughs> then I'm hearing like Myron Cope you know in my in my head here. <laughs> it, but, uh, it takes uh, practice. Sure. Yes. Um, yeah, it was great to uh, see some familiar faces uh, last week. Um, obviously, good to have you back. Uh, I got a bit of a sore throat, so if I sound goofy, you know, just uh, excuse me, please. But sick baby means sick pants. So I'm dying a little bit over here too from the uh, self-inflicted wounds. But uh, yeah, I heard. I, I heard. When uh, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. So for our for our listeners here, Mike had uh, his. Um, I guess you haven't really even talked about it on the pod yet. So I, I don't yeah. want to steal your thunder here. No, yeah, we had a, we had a baby shower this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Expecting as as is uh, Whiskers and Whiskey's tradition. I am now <laughs> expecting a child at the end of November. Yeah. Uh, EJ and Joe took care of that last year, so now it's my turn. And we'll see. You guys got time still to uh, turn turn one around. Uh, either you, know, <laughs> you or Joe turn another one around uh, for next fall. So, but we uh, so for the listeners, we went over to to Mike's house. He lives I don't know about forty minutes away. And uh, my my wife had a couple of like at that shower. There were a couple of friends that she hasn't seen in a while um, that are also friends with with Mike's wife. So uh we came home um and and i put the baby to bed and she came back but that was like by the time she got back it was right at the end of that alabama tennessee game so i was asking her how uh how mike was the rest of the night and, yeah, i was shocked uh, to see her i was like oh my gosh <laughs> kelly and like that props to you man for husband of the year move right there just be like hey babe just go back and hang out with your friends like i got the baby i got the dog don't worry about it like Sure. Uh, very I mean, noble I, of you. I, I we only had like one hour left of like waking hour left, so it wasn't wasn't yeah. too much of a lift for me. But I was like, yeah, you might as well, yeah. might as well go back. Has some friends in town that you know aren't in town very often, so yeah. I turned off. Uh, I turned off football after the game, <laughs> and I watched the War of the Rings, Two Towers. <laughs> she said she played video games and no, Lord no, of the I, Rings. I, I watched Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, I need to know something where. Uh, where I'm gonna be assured with a good ending. So um need a little comfort food. I couldn't stand any sure. more football. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I watched that. Then I watched Return of the King extended edition. So I was up to like 2 a.m. Just <laughs> you know, I was fast forwarding through all the Frodo shit. Like I the Frodo doesn't really do it for me, but the other yeah. stuff, you know. So yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that game. Um if you were gonna ask, I am I, I can't talk about it. I mean I didn't know if it was still a sore subject here. Just, I mean, you know, like, good for you, you know, as a program to, uh, you know, or not even a program, a program that, uh, you know, you get a win, you beat Alabama, you know, you can beat me 16 times in a row, but if you think you're going to beat me 17 times in a row, you're crazy. The line is drawn here and no further. Tear down the goalposts, throw it in the river. Listen, they're oh for Saban, so you know steel grass and and yeah, or yeah, you know, steel grass from the field sell it on eBay. If Alabama beats Tennessee, 
That's just a Saturday. You know, Tennessee does it. And I mean, there's a chance these teams meet again, right? I don't think they will. No. Um, I think there's people, a chance. I think because Georgia's kind of slept walk lately, I think people are forgetting how good they are. And I right. Think they'll get a right. rude awakening once they finally play someone and have to get up for it. I mean, it would be a different story if Georgia was going to Knoxville, but them having to go to Athens is probably bad. Experience. So it's just, I mean, for so much to happen in that game for Tennessee to win that game. I mean, I Alabama made plenty of mistakes. Secondary was terrible. Saban was fired yeah. up about that. Like secondary was just bad. And then, you know, the, the guy on punt coverage, just trying to be the hero and pick up the, the punt after Kuwait waved it off is insane. But like the, the officiating, I can't not talk about it because like that uh, from what I'd seen on Twitter, I haven't gone back and validated it. Apparently that was the same crew that the Bo Nix um, uh, spike where he like fumbled it and then spiked it. Remember that? No. It was the end of the game. He went to clock the ball. Yeah. And he like fumbled the snap and just like spiked. It was a fumble, but they screwed that up. I mean, they were so atrocious and like to not call the targeting is insane. But then the thing that really got me was that interception at the end where they threw a flag and said it was pass interference. They threw the flag for a block in the back on the return. Then they got together and were like, you know what? Actually, that should have been pass interference. There was no flag. You can't do that. It's not like you throw a flag and everyone gets together. It's like, hey, I, what else did you see? Was there holding out there? Like that, you cannot do that. I mean, and you that, can't do that. You can't have meetings during lunch. Like, you can't it's skip not allowed. Lunch. <laughs> it just, I mean, for there's so much that happened that allowed Tennessee to win that game. If these two teams played again, it's just, I mean... That's just how it goes, though, man. That that I will say, yes, you're right. But that's just when you look at a lot of these upsets, like that's just what happens. I would not to the same extent because I, I I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I actually didn't catch the end of the game only because Michigan State actually looked like a competitive team, ah. and I shamely couldn't turn away from that. I did sprinkle a little money line though at halftime, which which made me really happy uh, as for Michigan State money line. Um, yeah. But yeah, I kept going back and forth. By the time I got it back to Tennessee, they uh, they were rushing the field, so I didn't even. I had to go back on the internet to figure out what exactly happened. It was like every time I change it over, it would be commercial, and I was like, "God damn it!" Like I think I yeah. saw Young's third down incompletion, which led to I guess was the the fifty yarder that he missed. Um, so yeah. it was like every time I turned it back on, I kept missing something. <laughs> so it was just, I mean. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think this is the best team that we've had. You no. know, you're rebuilding. This is what rebuilding yeah. looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Which it, it is really disgusting. Is. This is what but... rebuilding looks like because, you know, there's no wide receiver that's like, I read another stat that, like, uh, there's at this point in the season, there's like one receiver with over 300 yards of passing and yeah. like, or receiving. And like, last year we had two over 400 one over 500 year before that you had like three over 500 but so it's just i mean 
No, yeah, it's yeah. it's not a typical Alabama team. I will say the same thing could probably be said about Texas, right? If if the if Ewers doesn't die and Hand doesn't have one leg, like Texas card. probably went or cards. Card. Uh, yeah, yeah. what's what's card. his first yeah. Hudson card? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Alabama probably doesn't get away with that one, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like it's one of those years, right? I feel like Bama's going to be that th- potentially three loss, like rebuild and going to murder someone in their bowl game. Like yeah. at worst, yeah. at worst, right? Yeah. Obviously they have plenty of time to get back to the SEC championship game and, and, you know, they're going to have their shot, but yeah, I mean, I feel like this is definitely not an Alabama team of the past, but they're still better than the majority of other teams. So. I think you're going to see there's a real chance that we have um, like, you know, 11 and one Alabama SEC champion, 11 and one Georgia SEC runner up. They're only lost to Alabama, 11 and one Tennessee. They're only losses to Georgia and then 11 and one Ole Miss. And their only loss is to Georgia and then, or to Alabama. And then that it's like, try that on for size in the CFP, you know, like that's, that's something that, that is going to could happen. So. Yeah. And well, and then you have to couple in like the, the, the PAC 12 is going to be messy, um, potentially the big 12. Like there, I would guess this stuff is probably going to play its way out. It usually does, but like, there's a lot of potential for a lot of chaos because then you're looking down the, the the pipe of like okay what happens if ohio state michigan the loser of that game is going to be one loss and probably i mean i guess it depends if it's michigan they might and they lose they might really kill them over that non-conference but if you're looking at ohio state who played notre dame and their one loss like that's going to be hard to discredit as well like i think there's going to be potentially a lot of issues and this is probably the best year i mean again as of now, people are sleeping on Georgia. I have to see them play some more before I just decide that it's a toss-up. But like, this is one of those rare years where it's like a twelve-team playoff might have actually been like, oh yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. it could have actually had some different results than yeah. A there's some year. parody. There's yeah. some parody out there. Yeah. But again, I I feel like I have to watch Georgia not sleepwalk through an opponent to to really decide whether or not they're just going to destroy whoever mm-hmm. they see. Indeed, but I guess we'll see. Like I said, let's see here. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I was just trying to pull up an SEC schedules right? here. Oregon doesn't count, right? So you have like, yeah, yeah. So it's just like they, they need to play Tennessee. Like I need to see them play. I mean, I don't know if they have another crossover that's worth anything, but it's like okay. So Ole Miss has to. Georgia's in their conference, or, 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 or Tennessee's uh, in the East with Georgia. Right, but they are so they already beat Kentucky. Florida's terrible, so it's really just Tennessee for the East. It's like, do they have another West crossover that could be potential, uh, potentially troublesome for them? Um, I don't know, but it's Let's like okay, yeah, it's like so. Ole Miss still has to go to LSU, which that's this weekend, and they're only a, they're dogs. I don't know. I feel like Ole Miss is going to drop another one, including Bama. Georgia plays Florida, Tennessee. Um... Uh, Mississippi State, Kentucky. So they at they do Mississippi have a tough State run down the stretch in Stark Vegas. Uh, it is in Stark Vegas, yeah. Okay, so that's some that's that's a potential. Oh no, Ohio State has nothing. 
just no until Michigan. Same with Michigan, right? Like both of them just have yeah. each other, um, which kind of is tough for them because I don't think yeah. Penn State's. I don't think Ohio State's going to have too much trouble, even though it's in Happy Valley and it'll probably be a whiteout. I don't know that they'll have too much trouble there. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit because it's on the road, but. Um, Clemson doesn't really have anything. Left. See, I mean, oh, that's right. so, like I said, about Clemson. they don't have anything though. I mean, the, their next, they play Syracuse. That's a ranked Syracuse undefeated. Put yeah. some respect on that name. Yeah, whatever. Then they play <laughs> Notre Dame, Louisville, <laughs> Miami, and South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, there's nothing here that's like crazy to me. So no. it'll be interesting. I, I I think you're right. I think it could be chaotic and there's a decent chance. I mean, if you got, say, like a one loss USC or one loss Oregon, Utah's probably out of it with two. But then you have like an undefeated UCLA still. I mean, there, there's there's enough talent there and then you look at the big 12 you have oklahoma state only has the one loss and you still have tcu's undefeated it's like you have a, a couple of teams there i don't know i think kansas state might be out of it with two losses but you have uh, i don't know you, you have enough ranked teams in every conference beside like the acc to to catapult a one well, loss team how, into depending how crazy things get too. like Texas with Quinn Ewers is a lot different team than Texas with Hudson cards. So, right. you know, I know they lost to Texas tech, but then like, let's say they won that game. Then they're only losses to, or let's say you just no discount it, but like you didn't have Quinn Ewers and then your losses to Bama, which they should have won that game. Had Quinn Ewers played the whole game. So I, I think I'm just going to tell you this week there, Oklahoma State's a home dog against them, and I think I might be might be liking that a lot. We'll see. We'll see what happens. They barely beat the Cyclones at home. I'm, I know you got that the hat was, on. We, but... we talked about that. We said that, that's, a, that's a letdown game. That is, yes. a, that is a letdown game. But I think going to Okie State, like Okie, Okie State's really, really good with NFL talent, and Spencer Sanders hasn't. You know, pooped his pants yet? So well, maybe that's beat, the game. You if they beat pants, the but, shit out of Oklahoma State, then you know, then that's staying something on the road. I'm probably gonna take that home dog, but you know, we'll get to that. Um, all right. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking um, the Magnolia Maiden, uh, and this is because we're talking about the Magnolia Bowl here. We got LSU, Ole Miss. Um, honestly, I picked this cocktail because of the name. And it is very simple. I am going to be honest with you. I really thought it was going to taste like total garbage and it doesn't, um, which was pleasant. Sorry. Spoiler alert. I, because of my sore throat, I've been sipping on it a little bit here. Oh, I um, have to. I need to gear up for talk about <laughs> third Saturday in October. So, so we have magnolia maiden so that is uh an ounce and a half of bourbon an ounce and a half of grand marnier uh and then a splash of simple syrup and a splash of soda um, i like the website water. that you sent me uh refer uses i didn't even know that there was another company that makes a grand marnier equivalent and it's referred to as mandarin napoleon yeah, I mean, I, I will say of all the, I like that website because it, it's pretty good with cocktails. I will say every other recipe calls it Grand Marnier. I don't know if that's something different. I'm going to guess it's not. <laughs> like you said, it's probably just another like um, company's name of it. I mean, excuse yeah. us if that, you know, these mixologists out there that if we're way off and it's nothing near it, but every other recipe 
called for Grand Marnier, so that's what I got, and uh, it actually tastes lovely. But just so you guys are aware of, it's it's a, a full shot of Grand Marnier and a full shot of bourbon. So we'll we'll see how this goes at the end. Yeah, and uh, and shout out to uh, to Pub Dog EJ and I. Oh. Had a what used to have a wonderful time at this place called Pub Dog, which is near where I used to live. We need to record Great little bar. They had all these uh, Grand Marnier balls up on the ceiling. Um, all the waitresses and bartenders would just get drunk, ripping shots of Grand Marnier all through their shift. They served their beers in two little eight ounce mugs. Yep. They had smash pizza where you take one personal size pizza and another personal size pizza. They have like a wide menu. And if you just, they just would smash them together, make a little pizza sandwich. EJ and I love that place. Uh, then it exploded. So <laughs> it's re it's reopened now, but the, uh, there was a major gas leak and explosion uh, in the, in the plaza that was in, it has been rebuilt. It has reopened, but yeah, that was a uh, tough scenes for the folks at pup dog. They've re they've re well, I think they're still, I think they're open now because then COVID happened. I hope so. Yeah. That was a lovely place and we would be there way more often um, had you not moved. Um, but. Well, I would we, I, I was an hour and a half away before, but that is they're true. open. They're open. We're going to have to take a trip up there. I wouldn't be sad about that. No. You we'll can order online. I wonder if they'll deliver. Deliver all the way down here. Hey, we really love you. So uh maybe we can get them to sponsor us. I'd be all for that. Whiskers and whiskeys. Sponsored by Pub Dog. They actually, I mean, that's a that's a logical that works for me. Um, all right, pick them with the boys. I'm glad you put it. I was just gonna ask you because I, I genuinely so you sent me um I usually try to keep my like attachments and stuff to a minimum on my phone. Mm -hmm. So like gifts and stuff, I'll go back and delete. Um, so you, when you sent me the lines, like who I knew you were picking <laughs> bulls, bears, and boilermakers, but the lines were connected to your pictures. And I deleted those without thinking about actually oh. like, yeah. So I was going to ask you, but I was like, I don't want to ask you sarcastically. I, I knew Cal lost outright so I, and i knew so that was bad news for you but i didn't know yeah. what the buffalo and purdue lines were but it looks like you filled them in here yeah yeah the buffalo bulls are a, a good bet and they uh they are they are pretty solid and then yeah i mean don't have to pull, put in the lines but yeah i'll take the took the l on the boilermakers and then yeah cal lost. yeah and we had nathan with another three and oh or not another but a three and oh week well, it was, that, it was a push on TCU the other week. So yeah, so yeah, Nathan yeah. now officially has nine wins and a tie, yeah. and I have nine wins. And then Doyle caught me this week. So well, Doyle's at eight, so he yeah. still won back. But I am, uh, I'm losing steam. I, I had my, let's see, I went one, two, zero oh, and three, one and two, one and two. After a hot start, you know, the yeah. first, uh, I started out of the gate six and three. And now just, yeah, not great. So it's tricky, man. Now we, we, now we've really, I mean, I'm giving you zero help as far as like the, the, the guest pickers beating us and getting some swag. I'm not helping. I, I got one win. Uh, the Utes unfortunately didn't cover, but uh, obviously won that game. And I woke up and saw San Jose state lost. And it was probably because they were all afraid of Devonta Adams being there at the game. <laughs> 
which I should have thought I about. I like that, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I liked it too. So yeah. I mean, they were really San Jose State's a really good Mountain West team. Um, and Fresno State has been terrible, doesn't don't have the quarterback. Yeah. And normally yeah. they do, the Carr brothers. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, and Hayner's been hurt. So I didn't think yeah. that was a big deal at all. Um, but it wasn't. So I, I have an idea of what I'm gonna do. I've kind of looked early at the spread. I think I'm just gonna go for it because now I really have to. I mean, it shows you a couple of weeks of two and one, three and oh can really catapult you, but oh, I yeah. need to start hitting some of these to, oh, yeah. to get to to these striking range before uh championship weekend. Before yeah, we Nathan's been hot. He's bubble. not had one uh winless week. He went one and two, two and one, one and two, yeah, two and oh and one, and then three and oh. Yeah. And then Doyle is well, last week he was winless. Yeah. like all of us except nathan but uh yeah yeah, man. yeah we'll see it's it's uh, it's one of those things i don't know i told you before we did this i'm terrible at pick them i used to be in leagues but i do enjoy it and i and i like i like doing some research about it i like thinking it over uh, i mean again it's like a story i always end up liking like i liked kentucky and didn't pull the trigger on it and, you know i don't think i had any i mean of all the bets that i really loved i haven't i it's usually the ones I really love that don't cover, right? Like the Utes, it was a great game. I had a bad feeling just from the get-go. I'm glad they came back, and I'm glad they ended up winning that game because I'm sick of hearing about USC. Um, but I, I didn't, like, as that game was ebbing and flowing, I thought getting over three and a half was probably not going to happen once that game started. It's one of those things where you kind of know. It's like, did I think the Utes could win? Yes, but, like, did I think they would cover by more than three. I was like, as that game went on, I was like, Ugh, this isn't going to work out for me. But. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. The bets I really like have just been not doing. The bets that I'm okay with have been okay. The bets I really like have just been dog shit. Yeah, I know that Illini one was my last one I sent to you too, and that was the one that won. That was uh, that one won yeah, pretty. I, I won on that one too. Yeah. yeah. Uh boy. Yeah, I gotta go back and take. I gotta just head back to the lab. Last week was a big L. So I was gonna say, like, and and I don't know if I was telling you this, but like my NFL betting's actually been pretty good. I just cashed in a four-leg teaser. It wasn't like I, I teased it well over, not well over, but to the the magic number. So it was only like a I don't know, plus two hundred four leg teaser, but like, you know, I put 30, 40 bucks down and, and got a nice little return yeah. on it. But um, it's winning. Yeah, Steelers were one of those. So I didn't need them to win it, but Oh, I bet Steelers money line yesterday. Totally oh, you told me. Well, yeah. <laughs> is that the, the next yeah. two weeks as well, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. You could just tell right from the get go. Like, you kind of just can tell the Bucks just aren't right. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, it's Tom Brady owns Pittsburgh. So I, I really right. didn't, I really didn't have, I, I was nervous pretty much the whole time. Mitch Trubisky keeps Tom Brady from getting on the field and come back for a game-winning drive. That's <laughs> file that under things you didn't expect to see this weekend. So yeah, you know, and then you know you wait till next week when he does <laughs> the little two-yard outs the entire game again. You know, God, <laughs> well, I mean, everyone's like you know sucking him off, and it's like his best play was a uh, blown coverage. The middle linebacker was trying to call a timeout, didn't even. It wasn't even in the play. So, anyways. All right, why don't we get to this rivalry here Let's today? Do it. Let's it's, do it's, it. It's a lovely one. Uh, I enjoyed this one. I think you're going to enjoy this one, too. Um, 
So, like I said, we're talking about the Magnolia Bowl that is played between LSU and Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Do you know why it's called the Magnolia Bowl? Uh, I don't know. Something. I mean, it's a thing down there. Magnolias, Sweet Magnolias was a movie. Uh, I, I don't know the exact reason. No. Because the Magnolia flower is the state flower for both Louisiana oh, and Mississippi. Louisiana. Okay, there you go. There you go. Um, all right, so what are your guesses to what this trophy looks like? Let me see. Let me see what Magnolia looks like. I think I have an idea. Uh, come on, just... Just show me a magnolia. Okay, yeah, it's the big white pink flower. You know, I, maybe that on like a big silver bolt. No, never mind. I know what it is. It's a picture. It's a bronze statue of Chip and Joanna Gaines. That's what it is. <laughs> That's With what shiplap. it is. The base is made of shiplap, and then it's oh. a bronze oh, Chip yeah. and Joe okay. on top of a base of shiplap. That's yeah. what it is. Do you know that they're fixing uppering a uh, castle now on HBO Max? I did. I yeah yeah. I, I got the watch that. ad I today. Watch that. Yeah yeah. I, I'm definitely that's that's going on. That's going in the queue. So okay, Chip Chip and Joe. I will say there's a decent chance that there's probably a um, Baylor Chip and Joe <laughs> trophy probably because <laughs> uh, they're based yeah. out of Waco and that's where Baylor's at. But um, okay. So that's a great guess. We'll see if you're right. Um, <laughs> why don't we get to, so this is, uh, I was actually surprised. I had to go back and check. I um, feel like I do so many of these um, episodes and research, like not, I don't always do the research the week of. I, I usually do it ahead of time. So I, I kind of forget sometimes which teams we've already uh, done trophies for and which one we haven't. We haven't done Mississippi yeah, State or both. LSU. Yeah. You're Ole Miss so, or LSU, right? Sorry, Mississippi yeah. State. Ole Miss or LSU. Um, so we haven't done one for either yet. So because of that, we're going to do our segment, either or, because Ooh. we haven't talked about either of these states yet. Let's do um, it. So this. number one catfish or crawfish catfish not not no a craw daddy. not a craw daddy not not, 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 not a like craw that guy catfish not. all day man cajun catfish sandwich is lights out cajun catfish po boy has lights out delicious are you a craw that guy uh no never had it don't really although i will say i did see um I don't even remember what the Netflix show was. It was like street foods, um, but they talked about like, it was only like five or six cities and it was like a combination of um, lobbying for, not lobbying, but like just like promoting the importance of street food and mm. then also, uh, you know, giving, uh, following around a couple of uh, like uh, restaurants or street food um companies uh in each of the locations so one that's of them a, was that's a cause i can get down for yeah it was it was it's it pretty cool it was, it was like six episodes i wish it would have been more um but one of the episodes was new orleans and so uh one of the things they highlighted obviously was crawfish broil boils um and it, it looks like it would be cool i, I don't know i i it, kind of weird to think about like sucking out the brains of the crawfish and stuff I mean, like, I, what... i've had it it's it's it just doesn't do anything no yeah know? yeah uh, yeah it's, i haven't tried it i feel like i need to at least try it once before didn't we i have completely... some in new orleans i i surely didn't no i don't think we, unless you guys did it when i was dead 
in that afternoon, but um, maybe. I didn't do it. Oh yeah, you went back, right? Yeah, after the the tour because I was dying. And then we went out. Yeah, and, yeah. So I think I did. <laughs> I think I did have crawfish then. Okay. <laughs> Unless no. I'm misremembering, but I definitely remember like sitting and it was like, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I think I think I did. I don't know. I don't know if I did there or not, but. Okay. Uh, I definitely have had it. Like I said, it's, it was just a small appetizer. Yeah. Oh, thing. okay. I see. Yeah. You guys didn't go to an actual place with like a huge bag of them or anything like that. I, I mean, no, I definitely, again, I'm, I might be like, you know, Mandela affecting myself that was in New Orleans, <laughs> but like I've definitely had them. I definitely remember it being yeah. like a plate of them, okay. you know, so like appetizer. All right. Number two then, jazz or blues? blues interesting yeah i I like jazz really yeah i mean i like them both i like them both but if i had to choose i don't know i kind of like the upbeatness of jazz at times blues i love i mean i love black keys yeah you know i love alabama shakes i love ray clark jr you know i'm a big i i i don't listen to them as much as like like I don't that's not like my go-to, I guess, for music, but like, yeah. yeah, man. I mean, anytime that stuff comes on, that like rock blues, bluesy rock, whatever, like I, I get down with that. So Okay. Number three, hot tamales or Cajun? Like just Cajun food. That's like, I mean, that's tough. That's like it's one, it's like one dish versus a whole like genre of food. Um Okay. Give me an answer. <laughs> and if you didn't know, which I didn't know, Mississippi is known for hot tamales. So there you go. Well, fun oh, really? Yep. I didn't know that. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm thinking specifically of tamales. Like when I think of like, there is Cajun food that I like quite a bit, but like, Comparing it like specifically to it, uh, probably tamales. Gumbo, then give me gumbo. Oh, tamales okay. over gumbo or jambalaya. Yeah, all okay. day, every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I I love me a good gumbo or jambalaya. I mean, I it's like good. tamales too. Yeah, they come in. It's a little wrap. It's a little blanket. How yeah. often does food come with a blanket? I know. Um. All right. BB King or Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. I mean, it's it's close. Over the rainbow, right? You know, it's yeah. hard to hard to beat. Yeah, I mean that that's close. Okay, Faith Hill or Reese Witherspoon? Man, I know this one's oh. a real tough one. Probably I'll say, Reese. Let's say both ladies, you know, well into their forties, might be fifty. Both still still look fantastic. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably Reese. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was a big Legally Blonde fan back in the day. So yeah, so I will say, like, I'm just not much of a country music person, so that means yeah. uh, I like haven't really paid it too close of attention to Faith Hill. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with either. Uh, all right, last one: biscuits or beignets? Oh, Biscuits, they're more versatile. They can be sweet. They can be savory. Uh, so I'm going biscuits. I am of all the breakfast pastry. And maybe it's just because, you know, 
I am well north of the Mason-Dixon line 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. Biscuits can go so wrong for me that I've just That's never, true. like I'm yeah. more of like a bagel breakfast guy or any other thing. But I know like if you get a good biscuit, like I get a biscuits and gravy every once in a while. Um, yeah. But maybe it's just because we're the north, like we don't get yeah. good biscuits. Um, so I would go beignets. And, well, if if people lovely. up here were making beignets, like that's the thing. <laughs> They'd probably like, be there, crappy there's, too. There's, right? Yeah, there's more. But you're <laughs> you're absolutely right. Biscuits have more latitude. But I think a biscuit, it's prime. Like even like uh, I mean, even those fucking cherry bay biscuits from Red Lobster, it's out. You know, like, but no, like a, a a good biscuit, you know, like a nice flaky warm biscuit from the oven. And like I said, it can be it can be savory. It can be sweet. You know, there there's so much versatility with the biscuit, and there's something about that, like that, like flaky crunchiness, like and just when you break it, if like the flour just kind of like pops off with it, you know, like the flour is put out. Oh yeah, just biscuits. I just feel like I I need a moisture to it, whether and it depends on what you're trying to do mm-hmm. with the biscuit, but Hey-o. because of the <laughs> because of that, like dryness that inherent dryness i don't know i beignets you're right are definitely sweet they, that's just what they are but mm-hmm. i think they are such a lovely sweet treat like yeah, they do yeah. that so well yeah that, i don't know it's maybe just because i have alternatives with biscuits yeah i i, I you're absolutely right too though that about the the range right like i've run into i've eaten way more biscuits than i have beignets yeah i'm way more likely to run into a crappy biscuit than a crappy beignet but i feel like if you're making beignets you you're on point with that right yeah like if you're gonna do that you're gonna show some respect right to it exactly no okay um yeah no i agree with you now that makes me want um some pastries right now yeah go dude. for some carbs i can't well i've had, I've had <laughs> so many carbs oh my gosh as i say how much food you guys have left so much you guys <laughs> didn't do a good job there's so much food i, I almost had i almost asked kelly to bring some back with her but i i was just so tired i forgot to ask her oh, I, wish she, you I was dude. in bed there was just so much i mean what? i'm just gonna be eating cold cuts I don't get me wrong, cold cuts and cheese are like my livelihood, but like you can bring some over this weekend when we have a whiskers and whiskeys special presentation here. We won't get into it a little bit, but we got a special presentation for you guys. Little teaser, little sizzle for yes. that. So you can bring some of that food over then. I'll, I'll try and help out. I'll help a brother out. Um, all right, so why don't we get back to this rivalry then? So a little bit about the history of it. The, the first matchup was in 1894 uh, between these two schools, and Ole Miss won that 26 to 6. But overall, LSU leads the series 64 wins to 41 losses and four ties. Okay. And recently, LSU had a five game winning streak broken last year. So they mm-hmm. were on a, the most recent streak um, that was uh, officially broken last year, um, you know, amongst the turmoil with that program um but now they are a family so (laughs) we'll see how that goes um but yeah so the the tigers and the rebels first met in 1894 um and have been regular opponents in the sec meeting annually without interruption since 1945 
Uh, and the rivalry okay. was at its height during the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. uh, when both teams were highly ranked, um, during which uh, both teams actually claimed a na- national championship. Wow. Uh, but the rivalry died down, um, you know, basically from the 70s to the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because mm-hmm. Ole Miss sucked. Yeah, well. <laughs> that pretty much just sums it up. Ole Miss was terrible. So call, this rivalry kind of died. Is. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, and also this kind of, and it was probably a direct um, correlation to that, um, was in 92 when the SEC split into different divisions, into the two divisions, um, LSU got more rivals. Um, mm-hmm. So notably Alabama, Arkansas, mm-hmm. Auburn, Florida, they became um, bigger rivals uh, when that split happened. And again, because Ole Miss just wasn't uh, very good at the time. Right, um, right. But I will say, uh, according to a couple of things that I read, it still seems to be, even though it doesn't attract maybe the national attention on recent years, it still seems to be um, pretty passionate. Uh, oh, yeah. The two spaces. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, all those all those schools in the West, you know, it's like you really don't have like. Like you don't have a lot of like cross hatred in pro football. Like, obviously, you have, like, New Orleans to cheer for, you know. Uh, but there's just not a lot of, like, cross. Like, I, you know, like, if I, if me and Cleveland, someone from Cleveland, or just me and from someone from Ohio have something to argue about, you know, it can be a lot of it. Well, if I were a Penn State guy or, a, you know, like, I would have plenty to argue about. Like, sure. I could also argue about Steelers and Browns or Bengals or, you know, right? Right. But like, you know, you know, down there, it's like, okay, well, we both like New Orleans. So or it's like dolphins and then Falcons, like there's yeah. no, no arguments there. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you can get just a lot, SEC lot, football. Yeah. Get a lot, get all your, all the hate you need there. Right. Yeah. Um, so in 2008, the student bodies of both schools elected to christen the yearly contest the Magnolia Bowl. So it was oh, wow. in 2008. 2008 is when it's got its name. Wow. And in that game, Ole Miss defeated LSU 31 to 13. Uh, and that was uh, the first time the trophy was introduced. Okay. Uh, we will get to that a little bit later, but okay. yes. So this rivalry has been um, nonstop from 45, but it didn't get its current name and uh, trophy until 2008. Okay. So let me just run through a couple of uh, notable uh, notable games in this rivalry before we get to the trophy. So in 1959, it was known as Cannon's Halloween Run. So late in the game, between the number one LSU Tigers at the time, uh-huh. uh, number three Ole Miss Rebels at the time. So again, this okay. was in that prominent era. Yeah. LSU was trailing three to nothing uh, late into the game. And then Billy Cannon returned a punt for 89 yards for a touchdown, and he broke seven tackles in that run. Nice. All right. But the Rebels then, so that puts them up seven to three, and the Rebels then drove all the way down the field but were stopped on the LSU one-line yard or one-yard line as the game ended. So it literally went down to the last play on the one, and they got stuffed. Did they did they try to pass instead of hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> no, I think they tried to to run and uh LSU just wasn't having it. I don't even know if the forward pass was a thing then, right? 
59. Well, 59? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ish, right? It was. Yeah. Um, so the Rebels would get their revenge, though. However, they uh, they played each other again in the Sugar Bowl, and oh. Ole Miss won 21 to nothing um, and were declared national champions by okay. several polls that year. So it's kind of losing, you know, the battle to win the war. But yeah, yeah. Heck, heck of a game. Might happen this year. Yes. Uh, so this one's just more crazy in my eyes, sad, pathetic in many eyes. But 1971, uh, Ole Miss defeated LSU 24 to 22. And that was the, the last major college football game between the two all-white squads. So in 1972 was the first time that both those schools fielded their first black players. Wow. 72. Wow. Yeah. That's I, crazy I when you think about that, that, man. I mean, I, I get was... it's like the deep south and stuff, but like, man. You ever, you ever, you ever watch the show A Different World? Mm-mm. You ever watch that show? It was a spinoff of the Cosby show. Um, it came out in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, I just started rewatching on HBO Max. It's It's good. It's about uh kids at historically black uh college in hbcu um it's a fictional school called hillman university uh the first season starred uh lisa bonet from the cosby show but then she got pregnant so bill cosby was like well i don't want did she get pregnant with uh zoe kravitz was that Oh, that's, I, if that's her. If that's her oldest child, then yeah, that's who I she was pregnant think with. Think so, right? I think that was maybe, her, but yeah. it was it was her first child with Lenny Kravitz, and yeah. Bill Cosby's like Denise Huxtable can't be <laughs> pregnant, like can't be a single mother, you know, like that's because she was a good girl always on the Cosby show, so I don't want her to be a single mother. So really, what it was was Cosby didn't get to you know drug exactly, her. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's very suspect when you look back on it now. Like his exact words were Lisa Bonet can be pregnant, but Denise Huxtable cannot be. So, uh, so anyways, um, they like kind of refielded it. Like they just made two of the other characters, the prime characters. Yeah. Like it's like, it's crazy watching that show. Cause it like, you know, 89, 90. And I was actually thinking about that, that like, you know, when they were talking about these issues, Cause it does touch a lot on like race issues and everything like that. And like when they talk about it, it's like, that was like, not like the context of these kids in college, like when they were born, they would have been born into, you know, a world where there was like, these schools were segregated, you know? Yeah. And like, that's the crazy thing. Like I tried to like rationalize that to like, okay, like, that would mean that like whenever I was in college, when I was born, like in this example, whenever I was in college, when we were born, there would have been segregated colleges. And that's like, that's the thing. Like when it comes to these issues, it's like, you know, a lot of the pictures you see of like the the race movement and stuff like that, it's all in black and white photos, which automatic, which is intentional to make you feel like it was a long time ago. Like Martin Luther King (laughs) was a long time ago. And, and, uh, you know, but it wasn't. It yeah. really was not that long ago when you think about it. It's it's just it's great. Like when you really think about 
anyways, that's, yeah. that's my tangent on racial equality, I guess. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah, no, it was, it just kind of surprised me. And and I guess yeah. if, you, if you really think about it, like, I guess the North probably wasn't that much further off, maybe by no. a decade, but like, no. I don't know, the seven, when it, when it started to do the seventies, you know, I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's pretty crazy that it took really that yeah. long for them to, to allow that. But so that, that next year, 1972 uh, is known as the night the clock stopped. And I always just love that because that's happened between Michigan, Michigan state, where there's been clock operators oh, yeah, yeah, having yeah, yeah. sketchy things. And I'm sure insert every in-state rival or just rival. I'm sure there's at one point in time, yeah. uh, a clock manager that was working for the homeschool, which was a total mistake um, at the time. Not for um, the homeschool. Right. So in this case, it was the number six Tigers. Uh, they trailed the unranked uh, Rebels at the time. It was 16 to 10 with four seconds left to play. And the ball was on Ole Miss's 10 yard line. Uh, so after a short uh, incompletion by the quarterback at the time, Burt Jones, uh, at the goal line, uh, the clock still showed one second remaining. Um, and LSU then would win the game on a touchdown pass from Jones to the uh, running back, Brad Davis. Um, but with that one second left, Ole Miss fans say that like that that should there shouldn't have been a one second left. Right, that right. incompletion on that play before ended, yeah, yeah. it should have ended. Um, so that that whole uh, toss up uh, or mix up had a uh, <laughs> they said the home clock advantage inspired a sign at LSU. Uh, and it read, you are now entering LSU, set your clocks back four seconds. <laughs> so they kind of just like leaned into it. Um, they were the home team. Uh, yeah. So, all right. And then let's, uh, we can fast forward to 1989, which this also surprised me too. And I couldn't get an, uh, an exact um, reason why this was the case, but 1989 marked the, uh, the first time that these two teams played um, at in Oxford for Ole Miss oh. since the 1960s. So for whatever reason, um, when Ole Miss hosted this game from, I mean, again, like before the sixties, it would like be very sprinkled, but for the most yeah. part, I can't remember when exactly it started, but for the most part, they played it in Jackson, Mississippi in, in the capital. Oh. Um, when they were the home team, the, when they went to LSU, they went to, you know, Baton Rouge to yeah. their campus. Um, and I think, yeah, I think like in the, the 1960s, like a little bit before that, I think like they did play in Oxford once or twice, but for the most part from the 60s all the way to the 90s, um, when Ole Miss was home, they played in Jackson. Um, oh. I, I couldn't find why. I have no oh. idea. Um, but more, Did they have like a bigger stadium there, more prestigious? I, I don't – I really don't know because like oh. I'm pretty sure Ole Miss still had their current stadium um, that yeah. they have now. Obviously, they've renovated over time, but – um, no, I couldn't. I mean, that, that's probably my thought. I don't know if maybe it was a way to grant access to more people to the game. Like, could be you know, more. Yeah, you know, it's in the central hotels or something yeah, like that. It's yeah, more in the center of the state. Um, not sure. It's not like Jackson's a huge city, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's bigger than Oxford, but, but yeah, you know, I'm not sure. But all right, so that was 1989. So the week earlier, 
rebel safety Chucky Mullins suffered a career-ending and ultimately fatal injury, uh, making a tackle versus Vanderbilt. So the student body uh, passed the buckets around the stadium um, to a then record crowd of 42,700 at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Um, And it it says that in excess of $150,000 was raised for the Mullins Fund. Um, Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And the Rebels nearly pulled off a comeback of 21 points. I mean, it was... It was against a one in six Tigers team, oh. but, um, but they only, so they, they tried to come back from 21, um, but they uh, had the ball intercepted in the end zone and the, the waning seconds. Um, so Damn. they lost 35 to 30. Damn. Um, and then the last game here I'll talk about here is 2003. So Ole Miss entered the game undefeated 6-0 in the SEC conference play mm-hmm. while LSU entered the game with only a loss to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically at this point in time, the winner of the game would represent the SEC West in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if Ole Miss won, uh, they would just be the outright SEC West champion um, and make the SEC championship game for the first time. And if mm-hmm. LSU won, uh, both teams would be co-champions, but they would go to Atlanta because of the tiebreaker between the two schools. Okay. Okay. Um, and LSU ended up winning that game 17 to 14. Uh, and that was uh, played before an all-time crowd to ever watch an on-campus game in Ole Miss. So that broke the record um, of highest attendance at an Ole Miss game uh, on campus in Oxford. Um, 2003, was Saban coaching them? Yes. Uh, yes, because they went to went on to win the SEC championship in the BCS. So it Same. wouldn't have been less, right? Yeah, it wouldn't have been less, yeah. Yeah, 2000 to 2004. Yeah. There you go. Then he just went, oh, I'm going to then go to Alabama and resurrect that. Well, he went to he went to Miami first. Oh, that's right. Uh, he went to that. fail in the in – the, Don't, don't the forget NFL. about his tenure with the Dolphins. Oof. All right, Mike. I'm sure Drum roll here. About that, but, yeah. It's like a soundboard. Do-do-do-do-do. Tell me what your initial thoughts of this trophy is. Just scroll down. Oh, <laughs> no way okay oh i see there's more okay i see that they've uh they've adopted it since uh what the hell oh, tell us what world? you see here tell us what you see oh here. my goodness wow this has changed a lot over the years quit huh? looking ahead so well, all right. Sorry, sorry. I just started scrolling. Is this, is this your more. first time on the pod? Well, I. Uh, this yeah, is why okay. I put page breaks so Gosh, that you try it. not okay, to scroll Okay, too okay, far. okay, 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 okay. The first one looks Damn. like a sex toy. I'm not gonna lie. It looks like a sex toy. It's a little like tall pyramid. It's probably like a six inch tall wooden pyramid with a plaque that says oh, LSU. Big, a big. It's a it's a big trophy then, right? You know, six inches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's huge. Biggest trophy I've ever seen. It honestly does look like a sex toy because it's it's like a little like tall wooden pyramid. Like it's a tall um isosceles triangle with a base that says LSU Magnolia Bowl. And then at the top, what looks like wooden foreskin and coming out of the foreskin at the top is like a bronze magnolia. Uh yeah, it looks like a, a painful sex toy, albeit a sex toy. Um, okay, so in 2008, like I had mentioned earlier, Ole Miss and LSU student governments met to 
better cement the legitimacy and the appeal of the rivalry. Um, so they felt the best way to do that is to name it. Um, so like I had mentioned earlier, they named it the Magnolia Bowl um, because of uh, Magnolia being um, the state flower for, for both LSU and Mississippi. This might beat the battle no, line trophy for worst initial <laughs> incarnation of a trophy. So when the image, uh, when that image was released, it was immediately ridiculed to look too much like uh, a penis. Um, yeah. So, because uh, <laughs> it does. That that design was soon scrapped. Um, so I don't know that that ever got exchanged um, because it just looked too much like a penis. Might, so might got exchanged somewhere. So it uh, it got exchanged to the next trophy. So would you uh, would you like to describe what this this next one looks like? Well, it's it's beefy, it's hefty, uh, it just is a little rushed. It's a really nice wooden base, and it's like, um, all right, how do I even explain this? Like, it looks like a, um, oh gosh, I don't know how how to even no. describe this. It's like a ramp almost. It's yeah. Is it a quadrilateral? Is a quadrilateral? Okay. Yeah. So if you put it down. Like, yeah, the nose down, it would be a ramp. So it's like yeah, upside. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, ramp. yeah, it's like a ramp sitting up. It, it, it basically looks like a big old uh, ski slope, you know, if you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has a big plaque on it. It's big, too. I mean, it's it's sizable. It's probably like, what, two feet high or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's a tilted base. And then there is a large uh, brass magnolia in the center of it and a brass plaque that says LSU Ole Miss Magnolia Bowl. Uh, and then a little plaque at the bottom that gives, like, the scores and everything, too. Oh, uh, okay. I was wondering yeah. what that was. And it looks like the Magnolia and, can be removed? Um, No. So, sort of. So, this one, I mean, we can just call it what it is. It was, It's boring. Uh, it's but it works. It's shit, yeah. Right. Yeah, it, okay. It, it worked. Um, so, this was a trophy. Um for a while, this was up until Ole Miss upset uh, the then um, number six LSU in 2013, and the celebration got so rowdy that the team accidentally popped the magnolia blossom <laughs> off. Of the- Unintentionally removed. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that was in 2013. So it lasted a solid like five or six years, um, and you can see a couple pictures. Uh, I think I got two pictures of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of broken- one of the kids carrying it around the field with with the magnolia off yeah and another one with the I, 2013 yeah that's hugh freeze, freeze yeah, hugging hugh? someone yeah and i mean this was a sizable i mean it was a, it was a two-person trophy so at least they had oh, yeah. the, the size the right uh-huh. um so having broke it Ole Miss took it upon themselves to redesign and rebuild the trophy to something that better represents the schools um and would hold up to the violent movements of, of massive victorious football players as someone described it. Um, so the nice. new trophies design starts with Will Hopkins. Uh, he was the owner of the green door company, which is a local business oh. in Oxford that specializes in custom woodwork projects. Many of which uh, came from reclaimed wood from, um, from throughout the okay. South. Uh, okay. So you can scroll down to what it looks like today. Um, and I'll, I'll just give a little explanation before you describe it. So okay. the trophy itself is made of magnolia wood taken from okay. a tree on Ole Miss's campus. Like and oh. in addition, the base 
uh, in which the magnolia flower is placed in was made of cypress from a warehouse in New Orleans. So you've got a trophy that oh. comprised both of like the signature woods from uh, from each state. So why don't you tell us it, what we're looking so at? So it, it's it's basically a, a big L. So there's a live wood base and then a live wood, um, I guess, backboard, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a big L. Uh, and then there's three small wooden steps that are made of cypress. It's the wood um, for the base for the L is is live edge, right? Um, it's a funky live edge. Like it has like a knob on the base. Um, and then the Cypress uh, steps are, are kind of neat. Uh, then they did um, the wood burning etching. Uh, very, um, it is like Magnolia Farms, like cursive style of like Magnolia Bowl. Then they also etched in Ole Miss and LSU. This is like the fire burned etching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they put a Magnolia flower in these steps at the base. Um, and yeah, it's, it, who is, uh, I was going to say, cause there's a, there's a babe in this one photograph. <laughs> I didn't know if it was, uh, if it was Leanne Tui or, uh, or anyone, it, I don't, is that Leanne Tui? I have no idea. The blindside mom? No, I think oh, so. uh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I only know what you do me. have a picture of the LSU players celebrating and it's Coach O and his now ex-wife. So hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah. Why don't you give us a size here? So that's what so it's pretty oh, sizable. Yeah, yeah. What do you so think? I, like? Gosh, I mean, so again, it two takes two players to, to lift it. What? I, I'd say it's probably two and a half, three feet. It's well, actually it's probably three feet tall. Yeah. Yeah, two and a half on the bottom, three on the top, maybe. It's big. It's girthy. Yeah, it, it, takes... it might be three and three. Well, yeah. the thing is, it's next to these football players' heads, and you have to remember how. And it's Coach Ed's, uh, Coach O's <laughs> head too, and like they look like normal size heads next to this thing. So it's right. probably freaking huge. Oh yeah, it's got because now with the woman, it's definitely three feet tall. Because if yeah, you say, assume if you she's five foot, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's it's pretty big. Yeah. So the yeah. the creator described his design by saying, "I started with a live edge." I didn't know what the hell that was, so I'm glad that you know. That's why you're the trophy describer here, yeah, um, uh, which is a, a new look in furniture. Um, and and just so the listeners know, by Lab Edge, we mean that the the natural look of it um, is kept, so the corners aren't um, or the edges aren't uh, squared off or even. Uh, you leave it live, um, so it kind of um, just looks like a piece of wood. AJ, we have we have we have pretty uh, <laughs> distinguished listeners. I think they know what a live edge is. Okay, just let them. Just let them, them I'm gonna give I them did, that benefit of the doubt. Not everyone's uncultured swine like you. So, uh. well, for the uncultured <laughs> swine that are listeners, now you know. Um, so let's see here. Yeah, so you had pointed out like there's a knot that was left in it as well. So it's another yeah. example of that. Um, and so they took a, a brass flower. Um, the flowers made of brass. They uh, took a brass flower and painted it to look like a magnolia. Oh, really? I yeah. thought that was just a live magnolia. Okay. No, so uh, no, because that wouldn't hold up to celebrations. Yeah, well, but if they replaced it, you know, every, every time year, that would be. I, I mean, you know, sure. Um, so both schools had to both schools student bodies had to approve the design, um, and they both did, and luckily they did because I think they got to a much better spot than their initial um, penis-shaped uh, trophy. 
couldn't get much worse. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's gonna do it. You know what we should do? You know what we should do? What? We should do a uh at the end of the season, maybe a Christmas time episode. We can have some Ooh, a holiday special. Yeah, I think I think this would be a good holiday special. Uh, we can talk about bowl games and I mean I'll be really tired. Bobby on paternity leave, so it's all good. <laughs> um we can we should rank, we should do a um a bracket like we did last time for the trophies. So separate yes. from our SEC bracket, we should do a bracket from season one, season two of the initial versions of the trophy, but by worst. So the winner's the worst looking original trophy. <laughs> okay. So the battle line trophy, this motherfucker, like I, there are plenty that we can throw in there. Yeah, I'm trying to remember some of the early Big Ten ones. There's a couple oh, of ones yeah. that were pretty well, bad. Well, uh, the Cyhawk. Yeah, the Cyhawk was terrible. Um, the no, uh, yeah. I mean that that it doesn't get much worse than that. So, no. and and not may not even like the initial version, but like the it's it the Cyhawk Corn Kid. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the one I'm thinking yeah. of. So. The one that got, went to the the fair and everyone went absolutely not, and they're like, okay, we'll do something different then. Yeah, JK. Yeah. Previous, previous, <laughs> because the initial version of the Cyhawk was cool. It was yeah. like the bowling alley trophy. I'm talking right. the Corn Kid trophy. No, yeah, yeah. Well, once they got their corporate sponsor and they ruined it. Yeah, yeah. So previous iterations of the trophy is is what I want to do. Yeah. All right. I, I like that it, idea. It might be a shorter bracket, but I think it'll be a good one. So I, I agree. Um, okay. Why don't we get to our rankings here? Um, so just a reminder, we do a ranking on a scale from one to five uh, for looks of the trophy, history of the trophy, history of the rivalry, uh, the overall competitiveness of the rivalry, and then whether we put this in a bottom, middle, or top tier. So... What do you think, Mike? Um, so for the looks of the trophy, I think it's a four. I like the originality of it, you know, like um uh I, I don't I don't know if this is a trophy that will stand the test of time. It's pretty new. They might, you know, choose to iterate on it again, but it's different. We don't see a lot of them that are like just straight up wood. Um, you know, and I so I like that. I think that's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's big, it's sizable. I, I like the, the Magnolia in the center. Like I said, I thought it was real. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the history of the trophy. So I like the thought of the Cypress and then the Magnolia tree. Like, I think that's neat. Um, but it's not an old trophy. The original version was booty. The other version <laughs> broke. Uh, so like, I do appreciate the thought that they put into this one, but like the, and for that, like the, for this current era, well, it's like thought. All right. So I'm going to say a two, like, um, uh, actually, uh, 1.5, 1.5. Like, I, and, and that's just like, it would be a zero if it was the first iteration or even the second iteration. The third one at least had some thought put into it. Yeah. Um, the rivalry itself is obviously very heated, very intense. Um, but I don't think that either of these teams are like, this is the most um, like hated rivalry on their schedule. I mean, uh, for I LSU, you know, I know they're looking at Bama, you know, I know they're looking probably like even cross the, Cross conference, yeah, and, and with Ole Miss too. So I, I don't think it's the most hands. I'm gonna say it's a it's a three point five. 
they definitely hate each other, but I don't think it's like the it's the number one for them. And competitiveness, uh, you know, this LSU did suck ass for a while. Or I'm sorry, Ole Miss sucked ass for a while. But LSU is always good. They were strong in the 50s. I'm going to say it's a four. And then overall, um, it's going to just sneak into the mid-tier for me. Just okay. sneak on in there. Just sneak on? Yeah. Oof, okay. Just sneak on there. So and because you missed last week too, you still haven't put anyone in the top tier, right? You have you haven't found anyone that fits your fancy. I I, I no. last year with the uh, uh, McCullough Trophy was the first time I put someone in my top tier. Um, I really did like the McCullough Trophy. I mean, I I kind of sad would. I missed that one. Yeah. I, I actually need to go back and update the the rankings for that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, McCullough Trophy was rock steady. I mean, that's that's what I would say the rivalry is. If, when you always ask yeah. me, what do you think this trophy looks like? I would say, you know, a Native American and a <laughs> gator wrestling. And right. that's, I mean, that does it. So, All right, so for, for looks for me, it's a 4.5. I mean, this checks almost every box for me. It's girthy. It's unique. Um, it's well thought out. Uh, it has something to do like it has a tie-in for both schools um like i said it looks different it's huge and um it it just like i said almost every box i can't give it a five but we'll go 4.5 the history of it so i put this at like a three and it's so i appreciate that the student bodies um wanted to name this something and also wanted to put a trophy in it i love I love the iterations of it. So I love that there are, I actually like when things are multiple. Like I like that um, they failed that first time miserably. And then I'm really happy they broke the second one. The second one was just <laughs> awful. Um, I would have taken the phallic one over the second one, really. Like that Yeah, it was, was lazy. The second one was lazy. Yeah. Um, so I, because of that, but I agree, there isn't like, it's not super old um, and it doesn't have like this fun, like the big 10. I don't know if it's maybe because we just like started off so spoiled with the big 10 and how yeah. some of these crazy histories on how they got to um, a current trophy uh, or the reason why they started it. But I'd say this one's solid. Like it's just like a nothing terrible, nothing spectacular. Yeah. Um, the rivalry itself, I, I give it a three as well um, for same reasons. Like I think it is a good rivalry, but they're not each other's top rivals, mm-hmm. um, but they're still solid secondary ones. Right. So yeah. you could argue across many different um rivalries like i would say like michigan michigan state um i mean michigan will argue whether or not you know ohio state's the real rival but at least michigan state ohio state that's like there's a solid two teams right and then michigan Mm -hmm. state you can look at like penn state is another solid or notre dame uh, before the notre dame bitched out and doesn't play the big 10 (laughs) um you know it was i feel like it's in the same vein as that right where it's still uh a rivalry that gets uh the fan bases going but it's not the primary one for either school um, and then competitiveness, uh, maybe this is a little, I mean, you put it a little higher than me. I'm going to put two and a half, 2.5, just because mm-hmm. Ole Miss hasn't been very good recently. Um, and LSU uh, has, I think it was like a 20 plus. So it's not the worst. It's almost even, right? Where, yeah. again, like we've seen really lopsided uh, rivalries Um even if some of that's stemming from old, old, but I don't know. I just feel like 
because in modern day Ole Miss hasn't been very good and, and LSU has been competing for national championships. Um, yeah. It's just a smidge, you know, just a smidge under a yard um, for me there. So I'm going to say this is a solid middle, almost pushing to a top just because oh. I, and I think it's because I love the look of it. I'm, I'm maybe ignoring the other aspects of it. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's a middle, like I'm not going to say middle top, but I'm just saying it's, very yeah. solidly in the middle for me but i'm okay. more on like the high end of the middle okay um, okay maybe i'm too harsh this evening but maybe. you you did honestly i bumped my uh my history score up a half point to it too okay. uh based on your argument because i i think that the argument that you made around the kids wanting a trophy and a name for it that that kind of I, I didn't take that into account. And I should have, so I'm gonna bump it up a little bit. You swear yeah, it's not as great as a couple of bowling alley friends, or when it's like people that are completely, <laughs> you know, non-associated with the schools. I mean, I, they were alumni, but like not currently yeah. and that time associated. Um, you know, those those are your highs. But I thought it was a pretty solid, you know, history there. Who um, won that? Who won our bracket last year? Was it? Was it Little Brown Jug? LBJ. It should have been the, the Cyhawk. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we go. Back I think it that. was, I think it was Little Brown Jug versus my, my, my winner in my eyes, Floyd, Floyd. My, my, my beautiful big pig. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I, I wish I could go back and redo that. I, I think about the Cyhawk so much. So I just, I, trophy. I think we need to figure out a way to get to some of these places and get some pictures and see some of these guys. Yeah. I, I want to see Iowa some State of these. Fair would be, yeah. Um, okay. So this game is actually going to be played uh, this weekend. So we got a nice little preview here of the Magnolia trophy. So number seven, Ole Miss, who is undefeated uh, seven and out are going to uh, death Valley. I guess it depends on who, you, which one you think is the real death, death Valley, but uh, going to LSU um, who are five and two. Please. So is, is, as much as we make fun of um, Kelly, uh, what's his first name? I don't want to say Chip, Brian. Brian. I was going to say Jim. Oh, it's just so many Kellys. Um, so Brian, Brian Kelly and his family. Um, I mean, it, this in my eyes is potentially trouble for Ole Miss because as of right now, the line is they are under what LSU. Yeah. 1.5 LSU is laying one and a half. Right. So you're telling me the number seven undefeated school traveling to not one of LSU's best teams. They're sneaky five and two I, lane train. Choo choo. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, 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 if I were to tell you to lean a certain way, it's probably LSU. Um, this game is 3.30, so it's not a night game. It's 3.30 on CBS. Um, but uh, Ella, uh, Ole Miss can't throw the ball. Like, Jackson Dart is not a great thrower. I'm surprised that he's really what Lane settled with. Uh, but they have a really, really I good running game. I think that's what he's got, you know. Right, yeah. So they have a really great running game, and that's what does it for them. LSU has the uh, Arizona State transfer, Jaden Daniels, who's playing pretty well for them. They have Butte, um, Butte, is that how you say it? Uh, who's going to be sure. a top 15 at Raj? They have players at LSU, even though they, you know, Coach O kind of ran into the ground. They, they don't hurt for prospects. Um, I, I think Ole Miss could be in some trouble. What are your thoughts? I think you're you're the other time. You you love you love Ole Miss. You love those I'm, battle I'm not, blues. 
I'm not uh I'm not on the uh I'm not subscribing to the Vin Diesel method family here. I'm all about I uh yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck LSU. I I I mean I there's going to come a day where Lane Kiffin's going to be the head coach of Alabama. I just, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. After uh, all of the trash talk he's given since he's left, do you think people are going to take him back? Yeah, dude. I think it comes, uh, the Alabama fan base is ready for it. I, I don't think it's trash talk. I think he respects the hell out of Saban. You know, I think that like he, he's not an idiot. He understands that he is where he is because Nick Saban took a chance on him. I think that there's a ton of respect there. And I think that he is going to become the head coach at, at, uh, at Alabama one day, whether or not that will be a successful tenure is still yet to be seen. Uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, I, I, you're, I mean, you're right. I think that LSU has more raw talent than Ole Miss right now, but I also think that LSU, or I think that uh, Ole Miss is better coached than LSU is, which isn't a far leap to take. But I, I, I will just say, I don't. As How much they as, play for that corny ass motherfucker? I will say, as corny and as not great of a human being as he is, him at Notre Dame was successful, right? It he killed just a was. Kid. <laughs> it 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 People was. Forget. It was successful, and this particular LSU team, while, again, like I know that he was made some dumbass comments at the beginning of the year, they're a very quiet 5-2. and two. And then being at home, that just – if this was in Oxford, it'd be – this spread would not be what it is. But the fact that it's one and a half tells you what Vegas thinks. Uh, they're wrong every week. Google <laughs> Brian Kelly killed a kid. And see what happens. I just I, my Brian Kelly, like I don't think I hate him, but just like I think he's a joke. I'll go that As, far. Aside, I yeah, that's I true. Think, I guess I, I don't hate this... him. I like, I don't, I don't nothing him either. I just no. he's a dork. Yeah, and not and from stories of some very famous NFL coaches, like probably genuinely not like a nice guy. Like not to say he has scandalous, but just like. Maybe a bit of a, a jerk well, or a fool you don't himself. Put but... your fingers in buttholes of teenagers in Cincinnati <laughs> to be right. a bad, bad right. guy. He's right. he killed a kid, right? So, I, 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 yeah, my if I'm so Mike's leaning or might be all on Ole Miss. I'm well, probably I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably leaning LSU. If you had to tell me to pick, um, we'll see where, where that spread goes throughout the week once money starts coming in. But yeah, if if you had to tell me a pick, I would I would just I, if it stays where it is, I would just take the value of LSU or Ole Miss money line. I mean, get yeah. a couple extra points because I don't think it's going to come down to a point and a half game. You no, know, so no, I don't either. But so I, I will say this could be if you're looking if Ole Miss is really trying to compete in the SEC West, I feel like this could be a trap. Because they haven't played uh, Alabama yet, they obviously haven't played uh, Mississippi State yet. I don't even know if they've played A and M yet. So I feel like this is—you have all these things stacked in this final end of the season for them, and this might be one that they're kind of like not worried about, and maybe they should be. I don't. I don't know. Because I think it's a it's a murderer's row. I'll say what's what's (laughs) after this. Oh, poor old Miss. (laughs) So they got this. 
Then they go uh, to College Station and play the cult that is yeah. A&M. Three and three, by the way. Fuck you, Jimbo. Uh, hope you enjoy all that money you paid for those recruits. Uh, then they have Alabama at home. I don't like that. Um, then they have... That line is live right now, by the way. You can put money on Alabama minus 11 and a half at Ole Miss. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss at Arkansas. And then they got uh, the Egg Bowl at home. Okay. Ooh, so, yeah, I mean, Arkansas is another one that you circle uh, as yeah, trouble. Sam Pittman's. Sam Pittman's. They've, they've had a couple of heartbreaks, you know, and, and Jefferson yeah. got hurt in that one game, but they came back and – stomped whoever they played this week or last week so uh yeah i don't know uh it should be a good game regardless i, I do i don't think either team's gonna blow uh, and maybe BYU, could be they wrong. the shit out of them um yeah that's what it was byu um byu stinks but yeah so we'll we'll see but this game is on cbs at 3 30 um i i looked at the slate and honestly it's not one of the better ones um, so this might be a game you guys really might want to catch. Actually, um, it might be one of the better games, especially. What we got here? Let's let's tell the people what to watch. Uh, yeah, I, I looked at it um, briefly, and I was kind of underwhelmed, to be honest. Um, it's oh UCLA Oregon's also three thirty. Oklahoma State oh, in Texas okay. is at three thirty. So so those are two games I'd rather watch than this one. Sorry. Um, so the noon slot, it's the yeah. So the noon slate is noon slate sucks. Is Syracuse at Clemson? So that's probably nothing anyone's really interested. I mean, it's it's if this was in Syracuse, I think it would be different. But in Death Valley, Clemson, they're they're favored. Yeah, by but it's at, at least, noon. Yeah, that's what that's oh, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if I'm looking at Syracuse, are they really big boys to beat Clemson? Yeah, I think maybe scores. in two maybe, yeah, running. right. Like, if it was in Syracuse, I would be a little bit more intrigued and think that they have a real shot. I mean, they might cover, but like, uh, to yeah. actually win, I don't know, but yeah, the th- sorry, the 330 is the good, good part of that, this, and that's it. I mean, when you're done at 330. I mean, Bama, well Mississippi State. Right. Oh, yeah, Bama, Mississippi State. But, yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I'll be watching that. TCU, Kansas State. There's nothing good. I was going to say, TCU, Kansas State, though, even though they're both ranked, um, that that might be, like, for the diehard oh, still. Great night games, though. 1030, Washington, Cal, and San Diego State, Nevada. Oh, put those on and go to sleep, my friends. Oh, yeah, you're because blessed. you're gonna fall asleep. Cal's terrible. They just lost to Colorado. Yeah, it had nothing to do with you. What did I that. say? Did I say? Did I say? Did I say to turn those on and stay up? No, uh, turn them on okay. and go sleep, uh, okay. dude. <laughs> you like, really that's... set that up as like, yes, we got like the night that's... slate. Like I'm expecting dude, like some. That is that's I, usually like, where they you stick. You know USC. that's what I like. Give me a game, a Pac-12 game that like. I you can just bet on myself and to wake sleep up in too. the morning to see if you won. Wake up at 2 a.m. <laughs> see what happens. So, yeah, right. When you're taking your piss, like, oh, yeah. did I have any money? What's my account look like? Oh, I'm going to be asleep on the couch. Yeah, no, my account's going to look terrible. It's all good. It's all right. Uh, Let's turn on War of the Rings extended cut. <laughs> hey, um, five. No, for sure. So, yeah, so check it out. Uh, I'll, we'll definitely be checking it out. And it, we're going to be together again. Um, so that'll do it for us this week. Follow us on Instagram at whiskers.whiskies and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
And obviously don't forget to do our Saturday morning bets. We have uh, a new leader, Nathan, and Mike and I really don't want to give any of you swag, um, but you can still, even though there's what, five weeks left. Um, if you're really good at this, you can beat us. <laughs> I mean, Nathan came so, from behind very quickly. Very like he, quickly. he just, I don't, they all, Ayo, get it, <laughs> get it. We got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So please join us. Or if you don't, uh, if you don't want to participate in our competition, uh, we're giving six to seven people's perspectives on the bets for that weekend. Um, so if you're looking for a couple of tips or maybe to either verify or in my case, you know, fade me. Um, yeah. You, you can check out our post here to, to see what we're thinking for the weekend. Indeed. So join us next week for a very special episode, a Whiskers and Whiskeys special presentation when we talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Yee For Mike, I'm EJ. Always remember too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barely enough. Cheers, boys. Cheers.